At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. With your first look at this week's college football lines, this is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Here's Jonathan Von Tobel. You heard it, folks. This is your home every single Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time. College football lines for the ensuing week of action getting posted all over the globe. Vast majority, first market here at Circus Sports. Pardon my lack of eye contact, uh, but we got a lot going on here. Lines are getting posted, and we are keeping track of every single one of them. And uh, for those who don't miss out or who do miss out on the entire show, be up on the football feed for the new college football and football betting podcasts. With that, so these are starting to appear. Uh, let's dive into a couple that are appearing, some other shops as well. Uh, and overall, we're going to keep our eye on the screen as these continue to pop throughout the hour that we'll have on. By the way, Amal Shah, he's going to join us in about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, gives his thoughts on these initial openers. And Paul Stone, who's going to be betting these openers as well, is going to be with us too. So make sure, because we got a lot of good insight that we're going to have on this show. With that, let's take a look at some spots and numbers that are opening up. We'll start with uh, the marquee matchup of the week that will be Penn State, Ohio. No, Alabama and Texas. Now, we saw this initially. South Point's game of the year lines opened up. Alabama minus 13, minus 14. Uh, right now, first number we're starting to see appear here. Alabama, after whooping up on Utah State, Texas had their own um, little foray as well. It went very well for the Longhorns. 17 and a half in favor of Alabama on the road with a total of 65 and a half. Not entirely surprising. Alabama, from a power rating standpoint, best team in the country. And given what we saw from them in terms of a no-sweat win over Utah State, team coming off, of course, of a win and non-cover against Utah, there's going to be a UConn, not a surprise that that is the case here uh, when it comes to the power rating for Alabama and that this thing has gone up. So 17 and a half right now over Texas with a total of 65 and a half. Again, as we're talking about these, these numbers will pop and they're going to start to move too. So we'll get some of the line move. And that's the, I would say this, as we pay attention to some of these lines and as they come out and these initial moves that happen as well, these moves are happening because respected money is playing these numbers. So it is very much worth paying attention to where these lines move to because that is respected opinions that are shaping the market as we know now. That's why they're called sharps, right? They are sharps for a reason. They sharpen up the numbers that are going to be out there. 
Another number that is popping up here at this point right now, and this is actually intriguing. We see Arkansas yesterday against Cincinnati. Really good spot for Arkansas. The number was just under a touchdown. Uh, they opened up a two-touchdown lead, but ultimately win by the hook and cover by the hook. Uh, a seven-point victory over Cincinnati. Number of first appearing right now, I've got Arkansas as a 10-point favorite in their matchup next week against South Carolina. Really intriguing team. It's a South Carolina team that, of course, has some room for growth coming into this year, and we'll see if that is going to be the case uh, for the Gamecocks in a very good conference matchup there. The other game that is very much worth pointing out here is the first number is up in this spot. Texas A&M scuffling mightily with lowly Sam Houston yesterday. And the game was weird. It goes into a weather delay, but still before the delay, Aggies looked discombobulated, did not look good offensively. They open as a 16 and a half point favorite over App State. App State, as we know, a very dramatic contest yesterday against North Carolina. After opening up an early lead, they go down big, come storming back in the fourth quarter, ultimately to fall by a couple of points to the Tar Heels. They now open up as a 16 and a half point underdog against Texas A&M. And at first blush, uh, looking at what Texas A&M is and the struggles that ensued last week, you do wonder if maybe the market initially starts to move in favor of App State and coming off of that 16 and a half, but we'll see if that's ultimately going to be the case here. So these are the first numbers, and we do have totals that have popped up as well. I don't know if I mentioned it, but Alabama, 17 and a half point favorite. Initial total opens up at 65 and a half. That Texas A&M matchup, first total that popped up was 56 and a half. And we also do get Penn State coming off of their victory over uh, Purdue. We're talking about 24 and a half with a total of 53 and a half. So, as these numbers start to appear, we'll get those. And we do have some Friday games popping up as well. Uh, interesting one that I'd say is worth mentioning. Boise State, a team that was a conference favorite in the Mountain West, uh, opens up as a 15.5-point favorite on the road against New Mexico with a total of 46.5. This matters. Why? Well, because Boise State benched their quarterback last night in Hank Bachmeyer. And now Maine, or excuse me, uh, New Mexico comes in beat down of Maine, which they were, they were favored, but not by as much as you would think. It's a New Mexico team that showed some signs in the offseason of being a little bit better, and maybe the market's still a little too high on Boise State. So, again, that's a Friday game with that number first popping up, and we do have some of our moves initially happening here at this point as well that are very much worth pointing out. 65.5, the initial opening total for Alabama and Texas. That now gets adjusted down to 62.5 on my screen. Uh, let's see here. Arkansas down to a nine-point favorite in that matchup against South Carolina. So that's the initial move, and again, Moves that are very much worth paying attention to at this point because this is respected money that is going to start shaping these as we start to see these happen. There we go. Look at that. Let's do this. We've got all the Circa odds up that are on the odds page right now. VEASAN.com slash odds. You can run through these. So let's run through some of the big matchups that we're going to see as these are starting to open up now. Uh, and Circa, again, this is, I would say this too, very much worth noting. That's quite the endeavor for a book to do this, to be first to market to hang up all these numbers uh, because respected odds uh, bettors will come in and shape these lines. And they'll also, at times, uh, beat them up and shape them very well. The circuit does a great job with these lines. and You tend to not see them open up very much. So let's go to another good matchup here. Pittsburgh taking on Tennessee. We saw a game of the year line over at South Point that had Tennessee actually as a road favorite of two points. Uh, this one opening up at Circa. Tennessee is a five-point favorite with a total of 69.5. Pitt, I thought, surprisingly, uh, showed some holes defensively uh, in their win in that backyard brawl against West Virginia. Uh, and we see that there's a slight market move, at least from the opening game of the year lines over at South Point. Those initial numbers, Pitt opening up as a five-point underdog for Week 2 with a total of 69.5 against Tennessee. We also get the matchup between Iowa State and Iowa. 
Three-point spread is the open with a total of 41.5. How about this? Now, this is where you get some of the good ones. And, again, we're comparing and contrasting opening game of the year lines from South Point with openers from Circa at this point right now. But it gives you an idea that if you really get into some of these numbers, especially in the offseason, you can find yourself with some pretty good opportunities. South Point in the game of the year opener had Iowa as a 13-point favorite over Iowa State. But – We see them struggle with South Dakota State yesterday. Pair of safeties and the field goal gets them a seven-point win uh, in that matchup over the Jackrabbits. This is now Iowa minus three being opened up at Circa with a total of 41.5. That's a 10-point difference from South Point's Game of the Year opener to where this number's first opening up for Week 2 at this point right now. So uh, Spencer Petras, not a very good showing. When it comes to the offense last night and yesterday for Iowa, and there has been a very good adjustment in that regard. Let's move on. USC on the road against Stanford, opening up their conference schedule. Really intriguing spot. We saw USC blast Rice yesterday. Well, we get a little bit of an adjustment from an offseason perspective, at least. Right now, Circa opening up USC is a 12-point favorite with a total of 63-and-a-half. Game of the year line over the South Point opened up at USC minus four, so a little bit of adjustment from the first number that we saw. Not surprising. And I think, too, is we're going to talk to them all. We're going to talk to Paul Stone about these when you want to, when you see these reactions and these strong reactions from week one to week two, and how much from a better's perspective do you adjust off of your priors? Do you really want to adjust too much from a single uh, outcome for some of these teams? There's a few squads that we have a couple of games under the belt now, but not many. The vast majority of them played just in week one, and so when you see USC and now a 12-point favorite on the road, we'll see if maybe the market's a little high and where some of these have gone. But it is pretty interesting to compare and contrast with some of the game of the year lines we saw months ago to where we're at now after one week of action. The other big game that is going to be on the board this weekend, Baylor going to take on BYU in a fascinating game. This is going to be at the end of the rotation. Offseason number here, again, South Point's game of the year opener. BYU is a six-point favorite. Right now on the board, BYU here at Circa opens up as a one-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 52-and-a-half. And some of these are, as they get posted, are moving a little bit off of the openers, and we're seeing some of these moves on totals as well that are very much worth noting. For example, not the sexiest game in the world, but Memphis and Navy, both coming off of losses, taking on one another. Circa opens the line six with a total of 55 and a half. The first move we hear is on the to- or we see here is on the total from 55 down to 53. So we see a little bit of a move there. Saturday, September 10th, 357, 358. Again, going through some of the line moves that are initially getting posted here. Again, very much worth noting because this is respected money that is moving some of these. Colorado State opens as a five-point favorite over Middle Tennessee State. That is adjusted already here at Circa to a seven-point spread with a total of 61.5. And And another total move as well, Michigan State and Akron. That opens up Michigan State as a 34-point favorite over Akron with a total of 57.5. We are down to 56 in that contest too. And we're seeing some of these move right away. Initially, BYU opens up a one-point favorite up to one and a half, and you see some of the total moves as well. Late night game, really intriguing matchup actually. Mississippi State going to take on Arizona. Arizona goes on the road. The opening of Snapdragon Stadium against the San Diego State Aztecs yesterday looks really impressive in a very good win against a really good defense. They open up as a seven-point underdog with a total of 57 and a half. This number from a total perspective, bet up from that opener of 57 and a half here at Circa to 59. So again, as totals really aren't the sexiest thing in the world, I'm not a great totals better. You'll see a lot of fluidity in a lot of these numbers from a totals standpoint. For example, you know, you look at Arkansas State, Ohio State, not the best matchup in the world, but we do get some movement here. 
Ohio State opens up as a 44-point favorite, now up to 45. Total stays put at the opener of 68.5 and a two-point drop. This is interesting, mainly because we saw North Carolina really struggle defensively in that win over Appalachian State. They open as a nine-point favorite on Saturday over Georgia State. Total opens up 69.5, two points down now from that opening total to 67 and a half for that matchup. And a big move here, we'll call it big, a reasonable move. UTSA opening, um, excuse me, taking on Army, opens up a pick. Well, you're up to two here with a total of 50 and a half. So we got a lot to get to. Um, This is the great part about this show. We're going to react throughout this hour. I'd argue maybe an hour is not enough, Uh, but we're going to get reactions from betters. Paul Stone's going to join us at the bottom of this hour. All of you know, professional handicapper does a fantastic job when it comes to college sports. At this moment, he is betting these lines, and some of these moves, I'm sure, are courtesy of Paul Stone. So we'll get his thoughts on where a bunch of these numbers are, including the key matchup between Alabama and Texas. Numbers on the move. It's upwards to 18 now for Alabama, and the total's gone from 59 and a half to 61 and a half. Don't go anywhere. College football lines are revealed here on VSIN. This is College Lines Revealed on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, folks, it's football season. It's the time to make some money, all right? VSIN subscribers, check this out. You get all the tools to prep for college or pro football seasons on our website. Sign up early. Discounted $175. Bucks. You can receive both the pro and college football betting guides, or you can join for 40 bucks a month to see everything VSIN has to offer to up your betting game through the Super Bowl. VSIN.com slash subscribe is the spot. All right, I'm all Shaw. Nice enough to give us some time. College football lines revealed for week two here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And while we've got quite a few moves uh, from the Opens already, I wanted to go to a matchup uh, that this is, for me, Amal, you're always looking for what is the market reacting to after one result or some big results. So Florida, right? Really big spot in primetime against Utah, a top 10 program. They get the outright win. Anthony Richardson, a lot of people comping him already to Vince Young and Cam Newton. It looks like Florida's going to go undefeated this year. Circa opens up Florida as a seven-point favorite, full seven, with a total of 47.5. We already see quite a dramatic move here. Florida down to now 5.5 with a total of 51. What do you make here of the encore of Anthony Richardson and the Gators now taking on a conference opponent next week? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Mark Stoops' team uh, gets a good win against uh, Miami of Ohio in Lexington, but this should be an interesting matchup. Remember, Florida has dominated this series historically, but Kentucky's been able to bounce back. I'm not that surprised because if you look at that game, uh, JVT, you know, Florida was really fortunate to be able to survive and give their defense credit for getting that pick late, but that was one that could have gone either way. A little bit of an errant throw there by Cam Rising late in that game. I thought it was really a great game, but. We'll see what happens here, but I'm actually not surprised the numbers come down at all. All right. Really quickly on that thought, do you kind of follow a similar process where you're trying to see if the market's going to overreact to an outcome from a year from the uh, with the week prior? Uh, because it does seem there are a few lines that have opened up uh, that are shades of what we saw from the most recent performance from some of those teams. Yeah, I think from week one to week two is probably your best kind of gauge right. what you have because – Going into week one, one of my biggest concerns always is you don't know what a team is going to be. You know, people are sitting there saying, well, Ohio State didn't play particularly well. To a certain extent, I would agree. But on the same uh, token, I would say, hey, Notre Dame is probably a lot better than they got credit for in the preseason. I was impressed with their defensive effort. Al Golden seems to have made a difference for them. So I think you have to take a little bit with a grain of salt and also look at who the opponent was. Uh, I think that's all a factor in terms of how you look at it from week one to week two. All right, one of the top matchups we're going to see, Tennessee at Pitt. 
Uh, so I've been referencing them all, some of the South Point Game of the Year openers, and then, of course, cross-referencing to what we're seeing now. So you see a slight adjustment from the offseason perception from one odds maker uh, to another after one week of action. So the South Point Game of the Year opener was Tennessee minus two against Pittsburgh. Now we are looking at Tennessee as a five-point favorite with a total of 50, or excuse me, 69 and a half. I was somewhat surprised by the ability of West Virginia to get some big plays against this Pitt defense in that game the other night. What do you make of this opener with Tennessee a five-point favorite against the Panthers? I'm not surprised, but I believe this game is at Heinz Field, if I'm not yep. mistaken. And, uh, and remember last year, Pittsburgh beat Tennessee down on Rocky Top. Hennon Hooker and company, they go with Temple. They'll present some problems for Narduzzi's team. But on the, on the same side of that, I mean, on the other side of that, I think this Pittsburgh offense will be a little bit more effective. My one concern a little bit is Keaton Slovis in terms of how effective will he be. If he can get rid of the ball and they can run the ball effectively, I think they've got a chance. I would be looking at Pitt with the plus five here. JBT, I think it's just too many points. I get people are high on Tennessee, but the one thing that I keep pointing out with Hendon Hooker is if you look back, he misses a lot of easy throws that I think a player who gets as much hype as he does should be able to complete. All right, let's go to another matchup. So we talk about reacting to performances. Uh, there was really no worse performance offensively other than South Dakota State, and that would be Iowa, their opponent, the other day. So this is quite the dramatic move from the game of the year opener between Iowa State and Iowa um, all over at South Point. That initial line over the summer was Iowa minus 13. The opener at Circa here, Iowa minus three with a total of 41 and a half. Is it as bad as it looks for the Hawkeyes? No, it's not. I think the thing is you have to remember one thing with Kirk Ferentz, and I followed this guy for a long time because I've always said, man, this guy runs a tractor pull of an offense, and it's unfortunate that a Hawkeye fans have to watch his teams every week. But their defense is elite. I thought it was going to be coming into the season. They've got seven starters back on defense. I think Iowa State's going to really struggle to move the football against them. What we saw yesterday is not going to be an aberration from the Iowa defense. They've got a great punter. They've got an All-American punter. They're going to be able to play defense and to be able to uh, really just pin you back and then play their game. The problem continues to be in Iowa City quarterback play. Spencer Pistris, you know, if you really look at the offense, JDT, stagnant, but the reality of it is Pistris wasn't hitting throws. If he hit certain throws, this game probably Iowa wins the game by 10, 11 points, but I think against Iowa State, the three, I like that number there with the Hawkeyes. All right, and last of the key matchups to get your thoughts on here, uh, Baylor on the road against BYU. Really, really good matchup for next week, and we're starting to see the market move here in favor of BYU. The circuit opener was minus one with a total of 52 and a half of them all. In comparison, South Point's game of the year opener was minus six, uh, we're, but we're starting to see, as I mentioned, support here for the Cougars from that one. We are now at a full three at Circa in favor of BYU with a total of 52 and a half. Uh, market says here, at least at the initial action, that that number was a little too low to open up BYU minus one. Do you agree with the move up to a field goal? I do, and I, I think this is the right number. I'm not going to touch this game. I'm looking forward to watching this one. Uh, to me, both of these teams are very solid, but I think there's a bit of an overreaction what we saw at a BYU against the absolutely horrific Tony Elliott coach team down in uh, or, uh, down in uh, uh, South Florida. Is it Tony Scott? I, I always forget. But anyway, regardless, I'm just not impressed with South Florida. I think it's a bit of an overreaction to BYU, but I think this number should have been a three to begin with. We'll see what Dave Aranda's defense looks like when we get to see them play in Provo. But remember the one thing that could be a little bit of a factor for B, uh, for Baylor here is the elevation, 4,500 feet in Provo. 
Jeff Scott, by the way, uh, is his name. So I think you got it right. You got it right. Uh, all right. Let's, I, I got the Scott finally. All right. Let's go to a couple. I, I, we'll call them off board, but these are some intriguing matchups. Uh, let's go to the nightcap. So I was on Arizona yesterday, Mall against San Diego State. And even for somebody who had backed them, I was wildly impressed with that offense against an Aztecs defense that was supposed to be a strength of that team and looked very good. Now they're at home against Mississippi State. They do believe they, they deserve some. Um, respect here. This opened up seven with a total of 57 and a half. It's come off that key number seven. We're at six and a half in favor of Mississippi State on the road against Arizona with a total now of 61. What's your takeaway from the Wildcats win on the road at Snapdragon Stadium yesterday? Yeah, I was with you. I, I thought the acquisition of Jaden Delora coming into the portal, going from Washington State down to Arizona was going to help Jed Fish's team. If you look strictly at Arizona's record, you say, hey, how could you back a team like that? But if you really look closer, they were very competitive in a lot of games down the stretch last year. I thought it really said a lot about him. They didn't quit. They had a good recruiting class. They absolutely dismantled uh, San Diego State in that game. And even, I don't even know if I would necessarily say that 38-20 score was indicative of the game. Remember, they had that block punt off their yep. own, uh, uh, one of the uh, protection guys up front there. So, to me, when I look at this matchup, I'd be looking at Arizona the points. Look, Will Rogers and company are going to be able to move the ball against Arizona's defense. But... I think Jaden DeLore and company will have success against this Mississippi State defense. Uh, I know they have a Hall of Fame induction there on the field on Saturday night. should be pretty good. Though. They should have a decent crowd for this one. I think it's a really good opportunity for Arizona to make a statement against an SEC team hosting them uh, in Tucson. All right, the big matchup, of course, is going to be Alabama and Texas, and this number's been up for a while, And if you include the offseason them all. Uh, there is some adjustment off of what we have seen so far, though. Alabama. 18 against Texas with a total now of 61 and a half. No real move off the circuit opener for this week, uh, but the move is to the total to the over 59 and a half to 61 and a half. Did you see anything from Texas uh, over the weekend that makes you think that they will be able to stay within an 18 against Alabama? Well, I thought it, the original opener, if I'm not mistaken, was 14, yep. but uh, I, I don't, yeah, I thought that number was a little bit low. Uh, I think the number at 18 here is probably about right. I thought it would probably sit at 17. Look, Texas is going to be fired up for this game. This is their opportunity to really measure themselves against Bama. We'll find out how good Alabama is this year. I just don't think they've got necessarily the defensive prowess to be able to slow down Bryce Young. I thought Gibbs was fairly effective yesterday. Uh, Jermaine Burton with a couple of touchdown catches. Alabama's loaded once again. But we're going to get an idea of where Sark's team is and how good Quinn Ewers and company are when they take on the Crimson Tide. I, I think, though, this could be one of those typical Crimson Tide games where they just absolutely dust somebody. They did play well yesterday, I, but we'll see how well uh, Texas is able to respond against them on Saturday. All right, you mentioned really quickly, I think we got about a, uh, what, a, 90 seconds. Okay, really quick, Amal. You mentioned Notre Dame maybe not getting enough credit. Marshall's an intriguing yeah. team. This opened 18 with a total of 55 and a half. Yeah, this is one where I would look towards potentially playing the under. I don't know about a side on this one. I think it's going to be a bit more. It's going to be tough to score on Notre Dame. I think Al Golden's defense is going to really present some problems. I uh, have to see more on the Notre Dame offense from a consistency standpoint. But for me, I, I'm actually not surprised. And I, I think they're going to be a team you can bet on a lot of spots. I just don't think they're going to get the offensive numbers to really warrant high lines against them. Mm -hmm. I think Notre Dame is going to be a good bet on team this year. And uh, to Amal's point, opener of 55 and a half, it, it gets adjusted to 53 and a half off the opening number here at Circa. Amal, uh, really appreciate it, dude. Thank you very much. Well, I'm sure we'll talk to you frequently throughout the season here. 
Look forward to it. Thanks, JVT. And here's the thing, guys, about oh, like, and, and gals, about these openers is as Circa is first to market, other shops do follow and then post up numbers too, and they take certain positions, and you can find different numbers that are out there as well. So shop around because as these numbers start to populate the board, I'm looking at Arkansas minus 8, and I'm looking at Arkansas minus 9.5 right now. So shop around and get these numbers. All right, we'll come back. we got plenty left to get to coming up in 15. We're going to talk to Paul Stone, but let's take a look at some more of these moves, and we'll discuss where they're going and where they might uh, end up here on the College Football lines revealed on visa this is college lines revealed on visa the sports betting network Hey, folks, football season, you know that, and nobody knows football like VSIN. Become a VSIN subscriber. You can get our comprehensive college of pro guides. Only VSIN subscribers can get their hands on them, folks, and it includes a lot of stuff, including best bets on season win totals, division finish, and player awards. Sign up early, discounted $175. You get both guides, full VSIN access all the way through the Super Bowl, or join us for $40 a month. Go to VSIN.com slash subscribe for all of your options. Coming up in, we'll call it 15 minutes, Paul Stone, professional handicapper who has got his fingerprints all over some of these lines that just opened up for college football week two is going to join us, get his thoughts and some of his bets on what he made and uh, how the lines or the, the lines he bet have been shaped through the first 45 minutes or so of their lifespan. So let's go over, first off, I uh, want to give you an idea of where we opened up with some of these big games that we have for this coming weekend. Then we'll get to some of the big line moves because everything's moving fast, fast, fast as these numbers get posted. First, we go to Alabama and Texas. Alabama and Texas, of course, a premier matchup for this weekend, albeit from a point spread perspective, maybe not that sexy. Alabama on the road, an 18-point favorite on the open for week two. Remember, some of these have game of the year lines getting posted. I'm all made reference to them. In the summer, Alabama opened up as a 14-point favorite. Now, an 18-point favorite. The move here, though, is on the total. Circa opened up this total 59.5. We are up to 61.5 right now here at Circa Sports, where I reside. So the real move, two points to the over, and from an offseason standpoint, a four-point bump in favor of Alabama. Let's go to Tennessee at Pitt. This is actually a very big move, but from a total standpoint, and we do see some action on the side. Remember, Pitt giving up over 400 total yards to West Virginia in a game they arguably should have lost. A, a pass thrown, of course, by JT Daniels, goes into the hands of his receiver, bounces off, intercepted Pitt, goes on to win that game, albeit outgained in that contest. This opens up Tennessee minus five with a total of 69 and a half. We have seen a precipitous drop on this total. 64, a five and a half point drop on the total from the open of 69 and a half here at Circa. So very much worth keeping an eye on there as that total has been bet down nearly a full six points. From there to Iowa State at Iowa. Really interesting matchup just given the fact that Iowa could not have looked worse in their win over, I was going to say Sam Houston. That was Texas A&M. The South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Iowa in the offseason, you could have found minus 13. They open up as a three-point favorite with a total of 41.5. One slight move here on the circuit number, that's up to 3.5 in favor of Iowa in this matchup with the Cyclones. We go to USC at Stanford, also on the list for one of the bigger games this coming weekend. USC, of course, steamrolling Rice, looking very comfortable in that matchup. Circa opens up this number 12 with a total of 63.5. Moves on both the side and the total. USC now down to a 10.5 point favorite here at Circa with the total up from 63.5 to 65. South Point, keep in mind, open this game of the year, USC minus four. So we're quite off from that opener in the offseason and uh, very much from the standpoint, at least from the opener for week two, down from 12 to 10.5. And the very, very uh, the uh, strong, we'll call it a strong move because you go from one to a key number of three here, uh, BYU and Baylor. Of course, BYU at home here against the Bears. 
This opens up BYU minus one here at Circa with a total of 52 and a half. We are now up to BYU minus three. Total remains the same at 52 and a half. Offseason number, South Point game of the year, had BYU at minus six. So again, like we talk about this, there's a lot of guys out there uh, who attack those game of the year lines, and you can set yourself up very nicely if your opinion on these teams are right in the offseason and set yourself up in some pretty interesting scenarios. So now as we talked about some of the top games on the board, let's talk about like, some of the B-tier games that have some intrigue to them. Arkansas, as we mentioned, getting a win over Cincinnati. They cover. Numbers matter here, folks. Six and a half point spread yesterday. They end up winning that game by seven. Uh, we saw an opener here at Circa of Arkansas minus eight with a total of 55 and a half. While that eight remains here against South Carolina, the move on this is to the total. Opens up 55 and a half here at Circa, now down to 52 on that one. Arkansas, a, a relatively solid performance, over 220 yards, both passing and rushing yesterday against Cincinnati, uh, but a game in which you think you could argue probably should have been a little bit more comfortable for the Razorbacks, but ultimately it was not. And there is something to note, too. Injuries on the back end of that defense yesterday worth keeping an eye on for Arkansas as they open up conference play. How about Wake Forest and Vanderbilt? Now, initially, this might not seem that sexy, but Vanderbilt has two wins now. Their win total, two and a half. And we know that Sam Hartman is not playing, of course, in this game. Wake Forest, initial opener was six. Uh, no real move, six and a half. Total opens 61 and a half, down to 61. So a Vanderbilt team that looks comfortable through the first few weeks of the season so far, as comfortable as a Vanderbilt team can. Uh, now he's six, just under a touchdown at home against Wake Forest. Marshall and Notre Dame. Notre Dame opens up 18 here at Circa with a total of 55 and a half. We were talking with Amal Shaw earlier, and this is very much worth noting because Amal thought, hey, you know what? If you're looking at this, look at this from an under the total perspective. Well, the opener of 55 and a half is now down to 53 and a half here at Circa, and the market has moved in favor of the Irish despite a lackluster performance offensively. Did look really great defensively. Opened up 18. We're now at 19 here at Circa. A couple of the other line moves, as we discussed, again, some of these B-tier matchups that we're looking at um, on this board that might have some intrigue uh, from a line move perspective. Let's take a look at a team like East Carolina and Old Dominion. Now, on the surface, not the greatest matchup, but you have Old Dominion coming off of the upset win of Virginia Tech at home. They go on the road to take on East Carolina, a team that missed two kicks yesterday, pivotal kicks, that would have essentially given them a win over NC State. 13-point spread in favor of East Carolina at the open with a total of 55.5. We have a dramatic move on the total, down 3.5 points from 55.5 to 52, and the spread from 13 to 12. So this is just an interesting spot standpoint because East Carolina failed miserably in that game against NC State, a win they could have upset uh, the Wolfpack in, and Old Dominion coming off the high of an upset of an ACC team. So how that works as uh, they go on the road now to face East Carolina, and we do get a pretty big move there. We mentioned Pitt who took on West Virginia. I thought West Virginia, from an offensive standpoint, actually looked pretty solid under JT Daniels and probably got to be kicking themselves given the fact that they failed in that matchup. Well, they take on Kansas next week. This open at Circa was West Virginia, the full 14, with a total of 54.5. We are down to 13, and the total gets bet up to 56.5. Again, all these numbers courtesy of Circa. And the big matchup, too, that we're going to see, for those who had missed our analysis here earlier, I think fringe Heisman contender now after a very big win over the seventh-ranked team in the country in Utah, Anthony Richardson and the Florida Gators. They open up as a full seven-point favorite in their conference matchup with Kentucky with a total of 47.5. Florida now here at Circa down to 5.5. Total gets bet up from 47.5 to 51. And you can't stress enough here, folks, and that's why I wanted to bring this game up too. 
all of this is this is almost Wild West-esque when it comes to some of these openers. You see a wide variety of opinions from a lot of these operators. So while Circa's first to market, well, let's take this Kentucky-Florida game, for example. They open up seven, get down to five and a half. You see other spots like Caesars right now opening up just the side. That's six and a half right now. So you get you see five and a half and a six and a half on the board, and that goes for a vast majority of these games. And this is it's look, it's a lower tiered matchup. To give you another example, and these aren't like wildly key numbers, but it gives you an idea. Value closing line value, getting the best number, shop around for a lot of these. We'll use this as our pro tip. Beeson.com, check out the pro tips. UMass and Toledo. So this opens up at circa, and this is a big total move, so it's very much worth mentioning. 29 in favor of Toledo with a total of 57 and a half. That totals down to 53 here at Circa. So that's a four and a half point bump to the under. But I bring this up. Why? Because at Circa, that spread minus 29 in favor of Toledo is minus 30 and a half over at Caesar. So again, shop around as these openers start to appear because as these are first to market, these are going to garner, uh, these are going to start to get shaped by a lot of sharp betters, including one that we're going to talk to, Paul Stone. And there are some advantages to be had in shopping around and looking for some of these numbers. Let's take a look at some of the big spreads, and I think that it's interesting to look at. For example, Michigan, quarterback competition. Uh, I would say that I think the second half told us who exactly that starting quarterback should be for Michigan as uh, the offense moved much better against Colorado State in that game with J.J. McCarthy at the helm as opposed to um, uh, whose name escapes me, uh, Cade McNamara. Thank you very much. Um, this opens up 46. They are taking on Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii, it's not going well. Uh, 46 in favor of Michigan. The opener with a total of 65 and a half. We are now at 48 and a half. As you see on your screen, if you're watching right now, up at vcin.com, YouTube TV, wherever we are offered, and a total of 65. So Michigan, look, they are very clearly, and here's the subtle thing from yesterday too, which helped out uh, some in-game total, some total betters. Harbaugh is going to run his offense until the very end of this game. So very much game put away against Colorado State. They're still running their offense, and they go for it on fourth down to score a touchdown late. So Michigan very clearly um, not running up the score necessarily, but still operating throughout every single second of the clock. So something to keep in mind there is that it will not stop them from putting more points on the board. So a two-and-a-half point move in favor of Michigan from 46 to 48-and-a-half. Boston College, Virginia Tech. Uh, these are two teams coming off of disappointing uh, first games that we saw from them. How the market reacts. Virginia Tech opens a three-point favorite with a total of 45-and-a-half, now up to four with a total of 45. So we've got a lot of numbers here. And I want to mention one last big move before we get to Paul Stone. This is from a total standpoint. Fresno State, Oregon State. Oregon State looks really solid in their win over Boise State last night. Fresno State, one-point favorite at the open at home with a total of 68-and-a-half. That number down six and a half points from a total standpoint, down to 62 in this matchup between Fresno State and Oregon State. So we're back up, by the way, and these numbers move back and forth. So I mentioned with uh, Amal Shaw, Mississippi State, Arizona, initial move was off of the seven to six and a half. We're back up to the full seven there for Arizona. Let's talk to Paul Stone. Had his hands on a lot of these numbers. We'll see which ones he attacked coming up next here on the College Football Lines Reveal. This is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome in, folks. You heard it. We're revealing the college football lines that open up for week two. And uh, let's get right into it. Professional handicapper Paul Stone is with us, and he has jumped on a couple of these numbers. Some of them have moved quite a bit, and a couple are still out there, Paul. So first, I just wanted to start with just an overall conversation here 
And one of the first kind of tie-in and off-season perspective, you come to the South Point in the off-season, you bet those game-of-the-year lines. So when you have these game-of-the-year tickets in your pocket, and some of these are games that are in week two, how much of your mindset is setting up middles with the tickets that you already have and balancing that with your power ratings when you're looking at some of these opening lines? Yeah, great question. Uh, you know, you certainly when you have a ticket that, that has has value uh, – when you come into these these openers, you know, like this morning, I'm certainly looking for the opportunity to middle. I'm never going to do a middle probably for more than 50% of my original position. If my original position is really strong, had a real smart handicapper one time uh, tell me, Paul, don't turn one winner into mm-hmm. one winner and one loser. So uh, I'm very careful about that. Probably not as aggressive as, as most are. But certainly when you have an advantageous position, especially when you're talking about numbers below 10, you know, a move from from three to 10, you know, is a lot different than a move from 22 and a half to to 28 and a half, uh, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So certainly uh, that is part of the process. You uh, you try to arbitrage and try to give yourself the uh, most favorable positions that you can. So I'll open the floor to you. Uh, let's put it this way. Uh, one of the numbers that you got that has moved the most uh, in this early portion of these openers, uh, give us give us one of those in terms of the, one of the plays that you made. Well, I'll give you a couple, uh, a total, both totals, uh, one under and one over. I played Colorado State and uh, Middle Tennessee State under 61 and a half. I believe that line is now 56. So there's been five and a half points of movement there. Yep. And then uh, kind of the flip-flop, I took Virginia and Illinois over 51 of that total now at 56 and a half. I won't say what game it is, but just to kind of demonstrate to the audience the hectic nature of it, because you've got guys who are very sharp going after these same numbers. So it's a competition. I took one total twice. I, d- I didn't realize I'd already taken it. So I've got twice as much <laughs> position on one game as I would prefer, because it's just so hectic. You know, you're just punching in amounts and trying to get the numbers because they disappear very, very quickly. I mean, 10, 15 seconds uh, can be the difference between getting a number and then seeing an offer uh, legitimately, you know, move to two points or whatever. You know, they're not playing tricks. They're just uh, responding to their action and the sharpness of that action. So you got to be quick. So actually, that opens up. This is an interesting part of the conversation that we never really talk about, which is like the actual physical process for you, Paul, because you have your ratings, right? But I would assume you don't have games that you're like specifically circling because you don't know what these openers are going to be. So you're flipping through these games, right, and comparing and contrasting with your numbers and finding the value as you go along. Absolutely. I mean, you, you, you know your stuff, uh, JVT. You've been doing this a while, and I, I'm looking for numbers. I'm not looking at teams. I used to go in with kind of a, a sheet where if I'm going to buy at this price, you know, or if it's this price or lower, I'm going to take this home, whatever the case might be. But now I'm just looking for numbers. And uh, I won't give away the way that I do it because, again, <laughs> the same, you know, the people like Brad Powers and other sharp guys, Dan Saley, they're saying the same things that I am. So if you start at the beginning and you just go down chronologically, um, you know, you're not going to – you're going to get beat to some of those early yeah. numbers. So I have kind of – I go all over the place. So I kind of have a – I'm just kind of helter-skelter trying to get to the numbers first. 
Yeah, I think it's funny, Paul. Like we always think it's we never really assume of the physical process, right, of actually putting the bets in as opposed to just like, ah, man, these numbers are up. They attack them. Uh, there are numbers that you guys miss out on because the others were a little too quicker, uh, quicker to the trigger. All right, really quick. Uh, a number you mentioned this. We were talking off the air. Is there a game that is still available that you played that you were willing to share? Well, I hate to, you know, disappoint. Maybe they won't be disappointed, but uh, the hometown folks after that opening yep. victory in week zero over Idaho State. But Cal minus 13, I thought that was low. I had that in the high teens. I took Cal minus 13 over UNLV. And as of a couple of minutes ago, that number is still available. Yes, it is. Cal minus 13. All right. Let's talk about some of the numbers that are up now that maybe necessarily you did not get uh, involved with. You know where I'm going to go first. Uh, offseason number, Alabama minus 14. They are now an 18-point favorite. And we've seen this total move from 59 and a half to 61 and a half. So what do you make of this journey we've had through this number from the offseason game of the year lines to where we're at currently with the tide on the road against Texas? Yeah, I made it, you know, going into today, I made Alabama 17 and a half and okay. 63 and a half. Uh, so it, it's about where I thought it would be. Um, you know, I took a ticket early in the process. I've got a lot of favorable tickets, but in the spirit of full disclosure, uh, back in May, I took Texas plus 15, uh, and even if the number hadn't shifted, once I took it, I, I had pretty quick buyer's remorse because I'm I'm starting to think differently about that game. But I won't bail out of my position. I'll hold on to the ticket and, and see what happens. But that game uh, is going to get a lot of action, uh, be a heavily, heavily bet game. So one of the things that I keep bringing up, Paul, too, is like the, the reaction from the first time we see these teams – Right, And we could get really high highs in the first game and really low lows. And one of the lows I think we saw yesterday was Iowa right against South Dakota State and how poor that offense looked. They, uh, I saw the, the game of the year line for the South Point in that matchup with Iowa State this weekend was 13 in the offseason. Iowa now a three-point favorite with a total of 41.5. Is this a little too far for Iowa? What we saw, what we got from that offense, and what we expect moving forward? What do you make of this opener for Iowa against the Cyclones? Well, I, I got 11 plus 11 and a half on Iowa State yep. at, at five points. So I wasn't the first one to get that ticket. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, Iowa is such a, a low scoring team. You, you certainly have a lot of change over at Iowa State with uh, Deckers uh, in at quarterback and uh, the running back, you know, no longer there. So a lot of turnover uh, there. I, I'll probably come back and play Iowa uh, for a small amount personally. But I think the line's about. Uh, about where it should be. I was trying to, I have Iowa, my line was Iowa 338. So uh, the total is a little bit higher than I anticipated, but the side right where I uh, had it lined myself. All right, what about Florida off of the win against Utah? All right, a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home. They went out right against the Utes. Anthony Richardson is Vince Young and Cam Newton combined, according to uh, some pundits out there. We saw this open full seven here at Circa with a total of 47-and-a-half. Florida's now five-and-a-half-point favorite with a total up to 51. Uh, what'd you make of the uh, open and the reaction of the market to drive this down under that seven to five-and-a-half? Well, this is an interesting uh, part of the process of what we do out here each Sunday morning. I made the line Florida three and fifty-one. Wow! I saw the seven. I tapped the seven in. Lane is, uh, the line has changed to five and a half. So I backed off. I wasn't quick enough to the draw on that one. So I like Kentucky at plus seven. The plus five and a half is a little bit too close to what I had the number at. Be interesting to see how Florida uh, bounces back in week two uh, off such an impressive 
effort against Utah, but certainly an emotional effort against Utah. So, and you feel free to, if you, if you want to share this or if not, Paul, so, but I feel like I got to ask you. So for a number like this, right, the full seven, it's a key number down to five and a half by your number. You said three, it's still off. It's, you know, there's still, I guess, value in that number, but it's too close to your number. Is there a specific threshold for you, like for every game in terms of value that you're looking for, or does it alter game to game? You know, it alters game to game, but I mean, when you're talking about, I've got a line of four, uh, three rather, seven, you know, I've got uh, three, I've got, you know, four and six key numbers are going to give me, uh, give me good positions. And then three and seven could give me a push if that all makes sense. So it just depends on whether you cross over key numbers. Again, Hmm. four points when it's a lower number, much more significant when the line's higher. And certainly when you cross over key numbers uh, under 14 points, that's certainly quite significant when you're doing this. All right, let's get your thought on another Texas team. Uh, Baylor is going to hit the road. They're going to take on BYU next week. Game of the year line here over the South Point was BYU minus six. We saw Circa open up minus one, and uh, U Sharps drove this thing up to three with a total of 52 and a half. What do you make of the Bears hitting the road here against the Cougars? Yeah, I mean, I've got Baylor plus the points. I can't remember exactly what I have, but I've got, I think, plus maybe at the South Point. Um, you know, Baylor last year, BYU's an improved team. BYU's an interesting team this year, and Baylor's lost a lot of skilled people on offense. But watching that game last year, Baylor so physically dominated BYU. I'm a little bit uh, a little bit leery of the, of the Cougars, but that's a veteran team, and, and that's one of my most anticipated games of uh, week two, but I do have Baylor plus uh, points already uh, purchased at the South Point at around uh, Memorial Day down there. All right, I think I lied. I told you we'd get you out of here. One more for you. Texas A&M, App State. What'd you make of the Aggies kind of scuffling around with Sam Houston yesterday? They're 16-point favorite with a total that's been bet up five points to 54 and a half. I'll tell you, I I was shocked at one part of that game of A&M's inability to run the football against Sam Houston. Uh, that was really telling, uh, but you know, from week one to week two, sometimes you see a different team. I'll still say that Devon A. Chain is going to be one of the most impactful players in all of college football. A. and M.'s tailback. So, uh, it, you know, I had it seventeen and fifty-five was my number on that game. So I'm not going to be uh, involved probably from a betting standpoint, but an interesting uh, game to watch for sure this weekend. Paul, I know it's busy time for you. Really appreciate you coming on at this time, man. Thank you very much. Good luck this weekend. Thanks for having me. Have a great week. All right, guys, that's it. Uh, We're going to do this every single weekend here. College Football Lines Revealed. It's also part of the College Football Podcast lineup here at the network. So it's a brand new edition there. We'll see you next weekend here on VSIN.